0: This week, on a very special Lords of Grantham podcast, we break down season one of Poldark in its entirety. What characters wound up on top and which ones were slumming it on the bottom. talk about all that, we talk about our favorite plots, our favorite characters, and make some predictions for what's going to happen next. Tune in.
1: He's a man.
0: The season's over, but we're back to talk about it on the Lord of Grantham podcast. What's up, Corey?
1: Hey, Dave. Season one of Dark, We are about to put it in the books. I mean, we put it in the books. Now we're. This is the the epilogue. Sure. Yeah. What have you? Uh, how are you doing, Dave? What's new?
0: I'm doing. I mean, not too okay. much to report at the at the top of the show. So, personally, we, we did
1: get a a new iTunes review uh, we over got the weekend.
0: Not one, but not two but three five-star reviews
1: yes in the past week well the only one i see is uh from johnny F. and benson mm-hmm. don't know who the hell that is but uh smashing it says i enjoy listening with tea and crumpets well well, thank you sir <laughs> uh we, we're glad that you you like this don't know who you are mm-hmm. but thanks for tuning in brother
0: yeah i know we got a there's this Automated service that comes to podcasters with an RSS feed called uh Chartable, I believe. And Chartable, Chartable, not no chart That's what's like, what kind of service is that? Uh, that's a totally different service, but Chartable is a it's they're trying to get you to subscribe to get more features, but they basically Mm -hmm. tell you how your episodes rank. So, you know, if ever you hear a little small time podcast saying that they're big in Portugal or or Mm -hmm. you know. Brazil or something like that. It's probably because a charitable email came in and said that they ranked. But they do this good thing every week when they send you an email that basically says your review, um, your reviews of the week. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so that's how we got, that's how I got the notification that it's not one, not two, but three. Since, we'll since, um, it, <laughs> since the fiasco with our, our, our new friend who gave us the one star. But last week we did say how uh, important these ratings on Apple Podcasts are for our algorithm and our mm-hmm. exposure. So thank you to those individuals. And uh, anybody else who's listening and hasn't done it, take a second and you might win some merch from us.
1: If you let us know, if you tweet us on the, on the social. If we're just giving away merch to anyone who likes us. I said you might. Okay, emphasis on might.
0: I think last around last Christmas we we said we we're gonna do a merch giveaway for five star reviews and it was awfully slow, so it, it's it's well, still a percolator.
1: The holiday season's coming up soon, Dave. We got we gotta get moving on adding some merch there, uh, for uh, some crown and uh, pole dark uh, materials.
0: Some English game and Bridgerton stuff too.
1: I don't think English game. I think we can leave that one <laughs> behind. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Julian left that one behind. <laughs> Absolutely, he's already forgot about it. Not on I him. May, maybe some Tomorrow Never not Dies merch. You know, so some of the movies we've covered, so some Pride and Prejudice some, stuff. Some
0: Pride and Prejudice, like heck yeah,
1: yeah. Um, nothing going on really in the world of Downton and the Crown and stuff. Just a, uh, you know, I just did a brief search. Matthew Good has a Christmas movie coming out this year with Keira Knightley called Silent Night, where it's about the end of the world and everyone's going to die. And that does not sound like a pleasant Christmas movie, but. There you have it, folks. If you want a Christmas movie with a Down Abbey actor, Matthew Good will be in one called Silent Light* coming out this year.
0: I was at the theater, I guess, when I went to see um, The Many Saints of Newark and saw mm-hmm. that that one with Dan Stevens is in the theater already. Oh, it's the probably one out of the theater robot? by now.
1: Yeah, it arrived a few, few weeks ago. I, so, yeah, uh, I'm Your Man is what it's called, starring Dan Stevens, and he speaks entirely German. So, cousin mm-hmm. Matthew from Down Abbey is completely fluent in German. Uh, did not know that really uh the entire movies in german has gotten rare reviews i think it has like somewhere in the mid 90 percent range on rotten tomatoes it's supposed mm-hmm. to be very very good so if it's in your area seek it out it sounds like it's a good one
0: all right yeah dan stevens or maybe don't to boycott him leaving down Abbey at an inopportune moment
1: <laughs> people still holding that grudge all these years I, later i would of dan stevens leaving uh, down abbey at this point in this time eight years later yeah okay all right I'm, I'm i'm sure with it being on netflix there's a whole new angry fan base out there that he that he left the show so it'll it'll never uh entirely go away but uh no
0: it won't ever
1: sure aside from that though i think uh, we can just get to the pole dark business right
0: yeah, so if this is your first runaround with our podcast, at the end of the season, what we do is we compile our power rankings and see how Corey's and my rankings add up, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and how they leave characters at the end of the season on the whole. So we're gonna get to that in a little bit, but I think we sort of just sort of talk the season first. How how did Pole Dark compare to what we thought it was gonna be?
1: Uh, for me, Dave, I'd say it's easy to say it. It easily surpassed my expectation expectations. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, 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 this is show is so much better than I thought it would be. I thought it'd be kind of stodgy, uh, musty. I, I don't know because it's one of those things where like we've watched Down Abbey, but even going into Down Abbey, I think we had some of those preconceptions. Like, w- why are people watching this old BBC drama? What could be so good about it? Mm-hmm. And I have that even even as much as we'd like Down Abbey, we watch all of it. I still kind of carry that notion, you know, a little bit from us having watched, you know, Pride and Prejudice is here, having watched The Crown especially. I feel like we, we carry around, like, some of those, uh, you know, I, I at least I do, that, like, uh, there's going to be at least some, I don't know, some a, a certain kind of stiffness to the motion of things. They, they kind of have to go through, like, these procedural uh, regal qualities of being a British drama and stuff. This mm-hmm. show does not have any pretenses for that. It, it cuts to the action, and I'm all for that.
0: It does, yeah, I agree. I pretty much echo all of your sentiments. It's a show that we saw a handsome-looking man on a cliffside with long hair. I thought it would be something like Downton Abbey with with more coastline. Maybe <laughs> wait,
1: wait, you thought it would be like Downton Abbey, even though there's there doesn't seem to be any evidence of an upstairs-downstairs dynamic in any of the promotional material or anything around the show. Well,
0: maybe not in plot, but in tone, as far as maybe a little soapy. It definitely looks like one of those... Mm-hmm. Like grocery store book aisle, romance novels. Yeah, when you see Ross Poldark and his hair and his his you know physique.
1: You're about to say his abs. When you see his abs, it's just like, oh yeah, that's that's one of those romance novels out there. Yeah, um, it, it is funny though. Going into the show, it would have I think changed my my uh, thoughts going into it if I knew it was based on a book series. Because mm-hmm. like oh okay so there's a roadmap for where we're going that's good to know you know like this is all not just like booking it week to week like Julian because otherwise you know it was starting to feel that way where, where things just kept happening and happening it's like are they just burning through plot for for no good reason it's like oh no no they have apparently a lot of ground to cover so yeah yeah it makes me excited to know that you know we have some sense of direction and where we're headed here with the future seasons
0: that's it's true yeah there's absolutely ground to cover according to what this is based on, which is good.
1: Yeah. Dave, how did you feel about the actors themselves? What, did you, what do you think about Ross Poldark? Uh, and yeah, I mean what, what do you think of uh, Aiden Turner and his performance?
0: He's good. He's he's the, we, the great Mr. Bates line, Brooders Brood. We said we don't really need Aiden to... to, We don't need silly Aiden all that much because I think a little goes a long way with his sort of happy, positive side. And that's not to say the character shouldn't have good things happen to them, but he seems to play a good... guy What's the word I'm looking for? He's a guy that seemed to have something but then lost it unbeknownst to him and now he's just trying to get something back. You know?
1: He's like finding himself.
0: Yeah, it's like... Yeah, yeah. He's finding finding what he thinks he deserves, but he's also learning about everyone around him, and he's fair. I think there's a certain fairness to Ross Poldark and a mm-hmm. a consistency of character. He doesn't seem to, to a fault, too, that he is, you know, he's pretty much an everyman, even though he's not. Mm-hmm. He wants to be. He wants to be consistent, and he wants to care about people, and he wants everyone to benefit rather than just a few people.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. Um, I would, you know, when we th- talk about brooders, they, they tend to be the quiet and reserved type, you know, that mm-hmm. they're just kind of up, at, up in their own, you know, darkness doing their own thing. The thing I like about Ross here is I feel like he's like a kicked up a notch, uh, Bates from Down Abbey, maybe Bates like 10, 15 years earlier because mm-hmm. Ross is just a lot less talk, a little more action and, and he is all about punching people in the face if he feels like he's justified to do so. And, uh, you know, he doesn't mince words when he tells people what's up. You know, if he's not feeling it or not into it, he will let you know. This guy comes direct. And it's easy to root for this guy. The one thing I do, I do find fault with his character so far is what you're saying is like he thinks of himself as an everyman, or at least tries to, you know, be among the people and, and for the people. There, there is a bit of a, like a complex there of like, nothing will get resolved unless Ross shows up, you know, he he's mm-hmm. like the savior of all these people in a lot of ways. He's got to run the mine. He's got to spring people free and it's just like, all right, all right. The, the, the guy's a little bit too good to be true even, even if like, you know, we see him breaking the lots in the, in the name of doing something righteous and it's a, uh, it's it's a little strong, but the fact that his way of making things right is punching people in the face makes it all the, all the more okay. Like, I can deal with it. Like if your if your means for being the the savior for everyone is just to, to you know be physical, that works for me. I, I can get into that. Yeah, that's Yeah, we like a good a good uh, fight. We, we like meat slapping meat. That's what we like that's to right. see. Yeah.
0: Well, he's not. There's not really other meaty men for him to go against, except for maybe Sanson. He's not even that meaty. He's kind he's got, he's got he's lean. of lean. He's lean. Yeah. He also does have a freak body considering what the timeline of the show is supposed it to be. It makes
1: no <laughs> sense how you can just get that jacked from from just plowing the lands. I, I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, his cousin's
0: got blisters.
1: You look at Judd. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Francis got blisters. Uh, Judd is a tud. He's just hanging around, man. Um, Judd the dud. Maybe. Um well, what, what about Demelza, Dave? What, what do you think of her?
0: Well, to piggyback off of what you said about Ross being the the everyman who sort of, oh, we need, got a problem, we got to get Ross. I feel like Demelza is is the one that's like constantly doing things because she just wants to do the right thing and it winds up not necessarily blowing up in her face, but it's there are a, a few events that happen in the show that Ross says Demelza's actions directly make things more difficult for him.
1: No, and that's you, and
0: I. So what I'm I, coming back around, I think that okay. Demelza is more fleshed out in that regard. That you see a little bit more motivation in trying to impress versus this stoic moral code of of sure good versus. You know, just versus unjust. I don't want to say good versus evil because I don't think there's any real evil here.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think you make a good point there in that we really see a more complete arc for Demelza this season. We see where she comes from from the streets mm-hmm. with her dog Garrick, and she really transforms over the course of a few episodes. Uh, you know, she she loses her her fleas or whatever uh, bugs she was carrying on her from the streets. Lice, she gets probably. Up. Yeah, lice. She learns how to, how to bake and everything, and then she becomes this guy's partner his equal in a lot of ways and, mm-hmm. and so I think yeah it's easier to buy into you know what she's doing because she wants to kind of give back you know considering what she's she's been through she doesn't want other people to struggle yep she's uh, very
0: much in the same wheelhouse in her character as mm-hmm. um, what's her name on Bridgerton Daphne oh Daphne and also sort of
1: the sister, What's, the young sister.
0: No, not 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 Eloise. Um, Pride and Prejudice, uh, Lizzie.
1: Yeah, Lizzie Bennett. Yeah,
0: I think she she kind of strong fits independent female s- strong independent female, but also the first real beneficiary of Ross's blind goodness. Sure,
1: I you know I could see I would like to see her punch more people though. That's the one thing I think she could get a little think, bit more. I don't
0: think that's, uh, that's something we it. won't
1: see. Or maybe she just trains her dog up uh, to attack people. She has six Garrick on people.
0: I would. I also very much a thing that could happen in the show, but Garrick might be dead soon, according to this timeline of this. <laughs> it's got to be
1: ancient by this time. The show has moved years across, across the first season.
0: I mean, unlike uh, Demelza, Garrick does not have a glow-up. Garrick still looks like uh, a street rat.
1: Mm-hmm. And just looking at the other side of the equation, I mean, we don't have to do this character by character, but you know, I guess, you know, George, his uncle, and the the mine plotline as a whole. How do you feel about that, Dave? <laughs> did you expect there to be this much mine action going into the pole arc?
0: Well, what's the quote from our, our negative review? The show is about mines and miners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no idea. <laughs> um, so
0: I did not expect a lot of mine politics. But I guess in the same way we wound up with pasture and farm politics on Downton Abbey... Mm-hmm.
1: You, and you wind and up in a lot of ways, it, it's ha, how you sh-
0: season the meat that makes right. it enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd argue it's it's not even a show necessarily about mines. Mines are just the the. It's a con- show about
0: relationships and people. Exactly.
1: It, if it wasn't mines, it would be some other thing on the land that's going on. Exactly. It's a
0: show about a town, basically, and the economics of a small town.
1: Yeah, exactly, uh, and it just so happens to revolve around mining. Um, that said i do enjoy the the back and forth of george with his uncle scheming against uh, ross cuz it actually is like it actually takes some turns i wouldn't expect where you know there's actual some business savvy that has to take place for him to move the plot along but mm-hmm. then it has actual impacts on, on the relationships and it's a good intertwining of the, of the two I, I can see why you know these stories are getting adapted today because you know it seems pretty seems pretty rich what, this text you know between oh, yeah. just yeah. you know the romance and some of the the politics is the stuff
0: yeah absolutely there's a nice level of weight on what's going on and a one-upsmanship between ross and carnmore and then the warligans mm-hmm. sort of thumb being pressed down on the scene yeah which is interesting it allows for there to be you know towny drama effectively you know you could put this in any yeah. town and any timeline and about any form of local economy, whether it be businesses or, you know, politics or anything, and it's just a matter of who knows who and who can get ahead of who.
1: And, and I mean, you think back to, like, Downton. That that's that show kind of lacks, like, a heavy nemesis for, for Robert or, like, the house as a whole. It always seems to be just the economic situation just pressing down on them. Mm-hmm. But you think back to what we enjoyed on that show... We loved it when there was like a Carlisle in the mix. Uh, a heel. you know, Yeah, yeah. So, so, like a Mr. Green you can just turn against and, and you know, oh, man, that person's awful. Uh, I like to hear how involved George is in being a, a bad guy, and it, it really helps to, you know, flesh out more of Ross than him just being a good person. He has to get creative with what he's doing to, to kind of mm-hmm. keep his head above yeah, water Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it adds a, a certain dynamism to the show that works. Now, Dave, in terms of uh, side characters and, and other business, I I mean, I think the reason, I think there's a reason why we like someone like Francis, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in that whole situation, it reminds us, I think, of Downton, How there's these buffoons who are have old money, and just don't know how to deal with it, and just are it's just buffoons. I mean, it, it's fun to see these kind of people.
0: Yeah, and I feel like we're, we, we see all sorts, and the show does, to to our detriment, it does introduce a lot of these characters early, which is why I can see somebody listening to the first two episodes of our coverage and saying, these guys don't have any clue what's going on. But <laughs> as we got comfortable with the mm-hmm. likes of, of, I think, our a fan favorite over here, J- Francis, and yep. something like a Judd and a Prudy, and, a Jim Carter and a Mark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We definitely see all sorts of simple folk for lack of yeah. a more appropriate phrase or way to put it. There's the show is kind of about s- simple people utilizing what skills they have and not to say they're dumb. Mm-hmm. It's just that they, it's a mining community. They're not affluent. Like I believe it's Dr. Dr. Dwight makes the comment about George's house where he says, you know, like his grandfather was a blacksmith or something like that just to show just to try to illustrate how how far removed from society Cornwall is, that they have this family that's living like they're in London, but they're actually mm-hmm. in a small town, basically.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I think those are some of the things that I think we we really enjoy is just seeing the, the, those. People like Mark and Karen uh, just trying to get by, and then the things that go sideways for them so dramatically, uh, especially compared to someone like Francis, where things go sideways so dramatically for them. Just, uh, mm-hmm. just the way of the world with how these people react to it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, because I don't even know if the, the dialogue is necessarily all that sharp on the show. It's just like the performances are just really strong across the board, I think. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and, there's no one performer that is bad, I don't think. There's any. Yeah. There's no one that takes you out of it.
1: And because of the pace of the show, I think that it, it, as much as it's tough for us to cover how fast it moves, I think it's it's an asset to the show because it doesn't let you sit there for too long about things. You, you can't yeah, not, Nothing's marinated. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, it's fun because um, it's one thing after another. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I just can't wait to see where, where it goes to next. Um. Was there any particular plot line or or thing from the season, Dave, that stands out in your memory that you liked?
0: I mean, the mines and the miners. I like the idea the idea of of Ross trying to get one over on George with the Carnmore, and then George like pretty swiftly just like doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and just getting right on top. I, I like the I like that that there's no subtlety with Ross and to the point that his his maneuvers are being sort of called and yeah i think we're going to need to see Ross really start to learn a thing or two about subtlety in season 2 <laughs> keep it
1: to himself you mean
0: yeah or be you know find more discreet investors and maybe not Francis well i mean Francis really doesn't have anything to invest right now so something like that just I think we're going to need I'm, I'm curious to see how they address the flaws of these characters going forward or if they just remain not just say they're not three-dimensional but if their their drawbacks or, or weaknesses remain the same mm-hmm. sure Now, before we get to the rankings I wanted to to bring something up because I feel like this show kills a lot more people than all the other shows that we've watched oh yeah yeah <laughs> So I want before we get to the rankings, and not to say that none of these characters we discuss will be on these rankings. I think we should talk about the impact of the people who passed away, individually. Okay, sure. So I believe our first big death is Uncle Charles.
1: Yeah, and that kind of comes that that took us for for a loop there. Uh, episode four, I think it was. He's, he's already gone, and he's set up to be such a heavy presence in the shape of you know ross's traje- trajectory and he's just mm-hmm. gone
0: you know i wonder if and, the books have him die or they just knew the actor was in poor health so that's something uh, we probably hey spoiler alert to the the people that are critical of I think he's around that long in the book okay i was <laughs> gonna say i don't think we're gonna read the dark books unfortunately
1: we only got so much time
0: <laughs> so we lose that's that's the episode that's the first big one then i think mm-hmm. we jump to jim carter
1: Yeah, the next episode. Not the actor Jim uh, Carter uh, of uh, Down Abbey fame. Uh, It is young Jim Carter on the show.
0: Now, this one, I feel like it kicks off a lot of events. Mm -hmm. And we are given... He does represent the the classism almost to the... It's painted on his face, where he's robbing from the rich to put food on his table and winds up in jail. And even though Ross... This is where Ross's steadfast character kind of shows its weaknesses because this dude served his time. He he shouldn't maybe shouldn't have died in prison, but Mm -hmm. he it's tough to really mourn him when he was doing serving his time for what he did, which was
1: wrong. (laughs) And and we hardly knew him either, so I mean.
0: Yeah, he had a couple scenes with Ross saying, like, come on, man, stop stop stealing pheasants.
1: Right, right. That's pretty much all it was. And it's like we see one scene where he enjoys being with his wife, who mm-hmm. we still b- barely even know, Ginny. She's just uh, helping around. Uh, yeah, I mean, rest in peace, young Jim Carter. Sets okay. such an emotional a lot of things. It d- Truly,
0: know? yeah, because he, he, Ross goes on that vendor after he dies. Yeah. So then after Jim Carter, I believe the next death that we come across is Karen?
1: Yeah, this is like three episodes in a row. More or less, right? Yeah, so then no, Karen. No, she, she's episode seven. Right, so they, they yeah, take so one episode off from yeah. killing people. Mm-hmm.
0: Karen, then, I think, uh, just stirs the pot. Mm-hmm. If this plot isn't in the book, I feel like this is a dumb one that they didn't need to add.
1: I mean, that's the thing with the show is they got to fill up an hour every week. Uh, and, you know, kudos to them for, for doing so. But, uh, yeah, you can definitely feel them just filling in a little bit there <laughs> or like mm-hmm. did, how much does this really add to anything? I don't know. Cause it's not what, this is not what Ross ends up getting arrested for. It's, it's, it's the whole other thing with the shipwreck that he gets arrested for. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
0: So which brings us to the last episode where we lose both Mr. Sanson
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, Julia, baby, Julia Ross's baby. Poor, Sanson poor is a girl. bit character, which is, uh, you know, fine. <laughs> Yeah. Rest and rest piss. <laughs> so we don't hardly yeah, knew you, yeah. and we, we discussed at length the emotional manipulation of the baby, so we don't need to dive into that. But I just feel like for you know, Downton Abbey, we lost maybe how many people die in the,
1: over the course of that show, two or three or four? Uh, I mean, when they come, they come heavy, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, but, but I feel like this show is. The show is, is playing fast and loose with mortality, but not without introducing these characters and fleshing them out.
1: Down had you know the guy Pamook <laughs> getting pooped, episode three. Then we you got, got Vinian, season two. You Lavinia. got Matthew and um, Sybil, uh, season three. Um, season four, Mr. Green dies off screen. And so does um, what you call it, Edith's uh, boyfriend. Um, that sets up the last two seasons of plot. Michael Gregson, yeah. <laughs> Gregson. Uh, season five they start to slow it down there. I think they're like, okay, we've got well, William is Matthew.
0: also seasoned. Well, we have the world war season two. Yeah. That's William. We just
1: spoiled two. all of down. Abbey for anyone who hasn't watched down Abbey, we just ran through everyone who pretty much dies on the, either way the course of that show. This,
0: it, for a massive ensemble show, it's, it's mm-hmm. single digits. Every, you know, single digits by the end of the show.
1: I guess. Yeah. On the whole. And, in this one, yeah, I feel
0: like it, we've already hit five or six for this. And I think it's only going to get worse.
1: We'll see. We'll we'll see. We're just we're counting down the days on Garrett is really what we're doing here.
0: <laughs> ISIS.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. That was season. ISIS six. season
0: six. Yeah. Mr. Boy, Carson dog. off screen movie two. Poor pup.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I think that covers a lot of. Our that basic ends our in memoriam sure. section section of the <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. Rest in peace.
0: So do let's get to these power rankings. Okay. So I explained it briefly earlier. I'll give another quick rundown. Every week, if you listen to the podcast, we give our power rankings, top three, bottom three, and then I give them points accordingly. And
1: Mm -hmm.
0: first place going up gets three points. Second place going up, two points. First place, third place gets one point. And then we flip it on the negative side. So negative points if you're bad, positive points if you're good. So this is a compilation of both your, Corey, and mine. Power rankings for the whole mm-hmm. season so far. So this is basically telling us how the Lords of Grantham feel about these characters at the end of the first season of Poldark. So okay. before we do this, do you want to guess how many individual characters or groups of characters are on the power rankings at the end of season one?
1: I mean, I was pretty shocked when I was putting, when I was putting together my list how, how relatively small it was compared mm-hmm. to other yeah, it shows that we watched.
0: Definitely smaller than maybe some... The Crown definitely was a show that would heavy emphasis on one character for one episode and they would never come back. So this is a very small list relative to what we've done.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, even Bridgerton would bring in a lot of people too. I guess it just speaks to us being a small town. But I would say, Dave, maybe no more than 15, a dozen to 15 people.
0: Well, I mean, you made your Excel sheet for your rankings and if you had even paid attention to your own sheet, you would see you had 21. I did? You had 21. And between the two of us, we had 23 <laughs> It's been characters. a long day, man. I can't count. <laughs> so 23 total. Still pretty low for us. It's relatively low, yeah. For an eight-episode season, too. That is fairly low. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the downside. Okay. So on negative, negative third place, so this is the silver... The silver medal or the bronze medal of the losers. Mm-hmm. So whatever the evil bronze is, let's see. With negative six points, you have any a guess?
1: Um, uh, I, I, uh, maybe Uncle Charles because he died real quick.
0: That's right, Uncle Charles. Really, negative six points.
1: I mean, he didn't have much time to do much, but I mean except lose points for dying so uh, i think that tracks i mean well, he did
0: also it wasn't his dying speech that his son was a loser oh, he's just <laughs> laughing
1: laughing up a storm
0: oh yeah he, he died on a joke
1: yeah um Our, but he, he now he it wasn't like a pure like we gave him negative points all the way through because i feel like he earned some positive in like week one and then immediately double backed right
0: for you, he had positive. For me, there was no sign of hope for him.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well then.
0: Rest so, for case. that's that's uh, the the bronze loser.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in the silver place, second place loser. Negative ten points overall. Do You care to to give a
1: guess who this is? Um. Uh, is it Francis? Nope. I have is no idea.
0: It's Jim, Jim Carter.
1: Uh, the two episodes that he's in is he goes to jail and then he dies. I mean, what, what, I guess he has no no hope really to, to work his three? way out. Uh, no, Carter. he's in two. It's literally the, the one where he gets put in jail and then he's in jail. Or maybe the episode before the one he gets put in jail. We see him on the side.
0: Well, he has two episodes of plots about him. And one one is imprisonment and the other is death. So Yeah. We hardly knew you, Jim. And yep. rounding out the losers, negative 11, who you got?
1: It, it's got to be Francis now, right? <laughs> it, it has it to be. It's Francis. This guy loses all season long, loses his fortune. Uh, loses The respect his parents, of his father like. and his wife? <laughs> yeah, loses <laughs> the father. His sister? Um, tries to shake the wife by cheating on her. Doesn't succeed in even doing that. Uh, yeah, what, what a loser.
0: Yeah, that's it. Really true. That's 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 all it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on the positive side, the positive bronze medal would be uh, it's a tie between two okay. characters. Uh,
1: Here. let me guess. It Blamey had some had a good run. Uh, Blamey and Verity, they're, they're kind of you like got it, bingo. Hit. Oh wow, no, good for them. Hey, we didn't points. talk about them much.
0: We didn't talk about them much, but I feel like their plot is no, they shouldn't, no, they shouldn't, no, they shouldn't. Oh, wait, they did. And now they're happy. <laughs> what are you going to do now?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the, the only other thing I'd like to add is just the blame blamey aging backwards all season. He just looks younger and younger every episode. Like, they just the they looked at that first. Yeah, they looked at that first episode he was in. They're like, wait a second. This guy is way too old for Verity. We need to dial it down a little bit here. You know. We need to put some,
0: some moisturizer on his face before he gets on camera.
1: Yeah, just, just grease him up. Just make him look a little bit you know young, like some spit shine on him.
0: Well, that's third place. That's the bronze medal, silver medal now. Positive 14 points. Big jump.
1: Who do you think? Is it Ross? Nope. George? Nope. Demelza?
0: Just Demelza in second place. Okay. We've said it before. I mean, she, she's a very fleshed out character. She started from the bottom. Now she's here.
1: Yeah. She she starts to take some hits later on in the season uh, in terms of, you know, her power because things just don't roll her way. But she comes a long way over the course of the season. She has a child. She gets rich enough. Um, so, yeah, kudos to Demelza.
0: Yeah. A lot of – she really only has one episode that's truly – really. I mean, she has some episodes where she's down, but she she balances out. I have – yeah. I have her with 11 positive points and 5 negative points, and you have her with 8 positive points. So wait, that's a... Sure. Three, yeah. Yeah. So she... Mm. Good good one. So number one, positive 18 points.
1: I think it's George was number one on mine, so I'm just going to assume it's George. It's George. It's George. 18 yeah. points. So Ross is in the middle. <laughs> he's not down. He's not up. He's Ross just is making his way too through.
0: many maneuvers to, to settle anywhere.
1: That's true. That's what that too all over the map. The, that
0: consistency of character means that he can be played by someone like George who gets him at every corner. I gets him at every He just wins and
1: wins. This guy does not know how to lose here. No. No. I don't think there's like... Because like honestly, you just keep waiting for his comeuppance. It doesn't happen in season one. And we'll see when that happens. But all A-OK on his front. So good for him.
0: Yeah. And I feel like one thing about George is he's, he's an antagonist of sorts. But he's also fleshed out to the point where he starts to I think his uncle Carry is the real negative one the self the sure. soulless one where we see yeah. George has a little bit of remorse when he finds out that Julia passed away and he is kind of sticking a toe over the line with Elizabeth which is uh mm-hmm. something we'll have to discuss at some point as, as if it gets goes any further yeah but that'd be
1: a huge win if he if that he pulls that one off
0: I mean I don't think I, I think it's a, a when not a if
1: okay all right we'll see we'll see yeah but yeah that's dark. I think that pretty much covers it you know we'll be talking any, more about it any
0: predictions I don't, we don't need to waste time with predictions because <sighs> we're gonna actually watch the show and a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast probably already have so I don't want to spew nonsense for 10 minutes if people are like that just doesn't right. happen Well, I, I, I think
1: we know that there's going to be more mine action so we have that minors and mine and, and minors and mine action so no spoilers there I'm curious curious to see how this Verity and, and Blamey thing turns out because you know they don't just get away and live happily ever after that just seems too easy mm-hmm. there's got to be some kind of action when they show up together again for some event and there's going to be drama so I want to see how that that turns out
0: yeah. That's that's good. I feel like we're going to maybe see some cracks in the Warligan's plan. I don't know. Maybe this will soon soon. Oh, well, I mean there's only 5 seasons. We got to start with some We got to get somewhere. Ross out of jail first.
1: We got to figure that. Oh yeah, obviously.
0: <laughs> well, one more prediction. If one character is going to die, who's it going to be?
1: It's going to be Garrick. That dog is <laughs> overdue. I'm sorry. Just punt it from the cliff.
0: Well, I think I think I think Jud Jud might be <laughs> Knock, not, knocking on heaven's door uh,
1: we'll see we'll see about Jed that guy looks like he's a, built like a tank he can just keep trucking as long as he's got booze yeah he'll be fine you know those kind of people who look like they should have been dead a long time ago he's one of those guys
0: yeah but he's yep. still with us as of now or Uncle Kerry a- I could see Uncle Kerry going and now George has to fend for sure. himself and that's where we start to see humanity come
1: into play okay
0: well, we'll get you know there. Do time.
1: Pip. Yeah, we do. time. I feel like in the next week or two. No, we got we got to watch this Diana musical Dave This is our Halloween treat for people. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if people are demanding it. I just know people will listen to it. We're we're putting it out there in the world. It's coming to you. To how you. long?
0: How long is this thing?
1: It's two hours.
0: Okay, I could do that. That's fine.
1: And we take a week off if we need to. You know, no no pressure. It's coming, people.
0: We'll, well that'll be next week and then we'll jump into Pull Dark season two
1: after Halloween. So, yeah, that seems fair. Uh Dave, have you been watching anything else?
0: Um, well, there's one thing that we both watch. Should we we both watch Succession,
1: right? Oh yeah, yeah, season, season back, baby. three, episode one. It's good. Exciting, riveting.
0: This if if that show wasn't the most popular show on T V right now it would be Right for the pickin' for a podcast like us that focuses on
1: it's a ensemble like a dozen shows. Shame dozens of them already are covering that show out
0: there. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's one of those things that when I watch it, it's like this is the this is the heart of the Lords of Grantham. You know, we want to break down yeah. these big shows with heavy casts and talk about who wins each week. This is the kind of show that Succession that is that show. Trouble. So maybe if you are a little bit uh, on the fence about whether or not to watch Succession, and you like Downton Abbey, and you like Poldark, and you like a lot of swearing. Jump in Succession is great.
1: When the Gilded Age comes out, we are going to be so on that show when it comes oh, out. We're uh, going to be covering that. If, we, when it
0: comes out, whenever that is. When, I
1: feel like we've been talking about Jillian Fellows, the Gilded Age for HBO for literally ages at this point.
0: Yeah, we have a group chat where occasionally one, one of our friends will just say, when's Gilded Age coming
1: out? <laughs> like We don't know. Jillian's just taking his time over there. I mean, the pandemic really threw a, a wrench in the plans. And then just them choosing to do Down Abbey 2 was like, well, I guess we'll just keep waiting for that show. <laughs> well, he saw that. He saw that bunny That bag. Yeah, Julian wants that money. He needs that money. Who knows? He's been cheating out of his taxes, right? So that's true. That's true. Hopefully, he's this not- is his big
0: bailout.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Truly. Did you, did you wrap up the Sopranos yet, Dave?
0: I did not, but I did wrap Good. up the, the Circle season three, and I will say that. Okay. The worst worst season of the American one so far that I've watched. Okay. But the end. They do some fun. They do some fun game mechanics in this one, and I think the end is satisfying.
1: All right, I'll, I'll get to it at some point. Yeah,
0: that's a, no rush because it is far and away the worst of the American seasons. Sure. Maybe better than France. Okay, but worse. What about you, Corey? What are you watching?
1: Uh, I after finishing Squid Game, I needed something decidedly lighter, uh, so I started a new K drama, uh, Hometown Cha Cha Cha, about. A dentist dentist who moves to a small town by the water and opens up a practice there uh, and it's about how she starts kind of falling for one of the guys there and it's all about this this small town dynamics it's really charming uh the lead actor just got canceled yesterday uh for forcing an ex-girlfriend to have an abortion so that is actually making the show a little hard to, to watch knowing that the main actor is trash but great breezy light korean <laughs> drama show if you if you need that great <laughs> it's out there folks it's really popular by, by the way it's super popular so
0: is it still on or is it done
1: it just wrapped last saturday oh so they're but but netflix is like quietly like released like two episodes a week they've done that with more of their shows now where they release them on a weekly basis you can see it with the great british bake-off mm-hmm. i think they changed the name but they released the episodes on a weekly basis now so it's no longer just the drop all at once it's like you know there's actual value in making people come back sometimes. Yeah, like the circle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Why not? Keep people talking about shows.
0: Yeah, you spread out the the tweetability, and then you get more people roped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right. Well, on that note, we will definitely be covering the Diana school sometime in the next couple of weeks. I think, I think next we'll week talking. is fair. And There's no need to okay. take a week off. It's, All right. it's
0: fall. We're starting to be inside a little more.
1: Kind of. I don't know. The weather's pretty nice right now.
0: That's true. But we're, we'll do it next week. So prep for next week. Okay. And if, we, if we're if we not yep. here, it's because we'll, we'll tell you. We'll do, we'll do something else.
1: We, yeah, we'll let you know. But other than that, we'll catch you next time on the Lords of Grantham podcast.
0: Yeah. And 5K link is in the description. Beat Corey's time. Win yep. the Lords of
1: Grantham shirt. There you have it. <laughs>